Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Welcome to 2024. And as this year rolls out, the question is, what can we expect? Well, as I've stated many times before, I'm not a prophet or a seer. I really don't know anyone else who is. I cannot tell anyone exactly what will occur because the Lord has not given me that knowledge, and I'm grateful that he hasn't given me that knowledge. He's given us his word. That's our guidebook. However, I can offer my best guesses and see what transpires. First, know that our national debt has just hit $34 trillion. That is unsustainable. We are spending tons of money supporting other countries and those who are illegally here in this country. California has just announced that they will be providing free, funny word because it's not actually free, but paid for by taxpayers, free health care to those who illegally waltz into the United States of America and land in California. They're also going to give them free transgender surgeries. This clearly isn't good to be in this position because this type of debt and willingness to ignore our nation's constitution means that a full-scale overthrow is in process. Moreover, because of the amount of people illegally now resident within areas of the United States, many are full supporters of Arabs who live in Gaza, erroneously referred to, by the way, as Palestinians. I'd like to remind people that years ago, anyone, including Jews, who lived in that area of the world were referred to as Palestinians. It is not a specific culture. It has no specific language. It was the only after Yasser Arafat's PLO changed the term to include Arabs and that it was Arabs only living in Palestine were then referred to as Palestinians. Most are unaware of this change, and those who are don't care because of their hatred of Jews and Israel. Now, God has announced beforehand that Israel would become a stone of stumbling to the entire world. And we are seeing this play out now. It doesn't matter what Israel has to put up with and defend. It doesn't matter how many times they're attacked. The world always considers it to be Israel's fault. Hamas is never the problem, somehow because of our Israel's apartheid. Yet within Israel, Arabs can live peacefully. They can obtain employment. And at their place of employment, they're allowed to pray five times a day in Islam, in areas specifically designed for them. Now, I'm not sure how this qualifies as Jewish apartheid against Arabs, but supposedly it does. The level of atrocities committed by Hamas terrorists against Israeli civilians and IDF soldiers is unconscionable. Yet I continually read of those who simply downplay or even deny these things actually happened. Some of these folks call themselves Christians, which means they're woefully deceived. I read of one account from Amir Safardi's uh, telegram page where one particular terrorist was killed by IDF soldiers and the severed head of a Jewish baby was found on him. I, I'm sorry for being graphic, but apparently he was taking this home as a trophy. Other reports tell of Jewish civilian women who were kidnapped and horrifically raped and tortured. Their lives were either ended with a knife to their lower extremities or they were shot in those lower extremities with the bullet exiting out of their head. Again, I apologize for the graphic nature of this explanation. Many, many deny these atrocities and at least some of them 
consider themselves, as I said, to be Christians, yet they claim Israel is the aggressor. Well, it seems clear enough that Hamas does not want this information or any other information about how they treated the hostages and are treating the hostages getting out. But it is reasonable to assume that this is why Israel will not agree to any further ceasefires. They went through one and Hamas broke that ceasefire. IDF soldiers continue to find Jewish dead bodies when they uncover intricate underground tunnels. And they continue to uncover these underground tunnels that are extremely intricate. They remove the dead and do their best to forensically identify the bodies, and then they destroy the tunnel network. Many of these tunnels are not only built under hospitals, but they're built under schools and average homes in Gaza. The idea is that if Israel does attack these structures on top of the ground, then Hamas can blame them for killing, quote-unquote, innocent people. The innocent people are normally Hamas terrorists dressed in civilian clothing. And more reports are coming out that the average person who lives in Gaza is fully supporting Hamas. So they're all in it together. Israel has uncovered caches of bombs, rifles, and other military or uh, uh, artillery housed in places where children play and live. Innocent lives do not matter to Hamas as long as the goal of killing Jews is reached. We are living in an age where the beliefs of Hitler and his Nazis has once again become part of accepted vernacular of today. It is okay that Ukraine has Nazis and that we can support them. It is okay that Hamas supports Nazism and that we can support Hamas. Too many people today think that's fine. They really believe Jews are the source of problems in the world today, and if there were no Jews, we would have zero problems. It is absolutely mind-boggling to me, yes, mind-boggling to me, that so many people can actually believe this tripe, but they do. So between the U.S.'s tremendous debt, the fact that millions of people illegally live in the U.S. and support Hamas and are willing to wreak havoc to make that known, as they did New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, and many other problems facing this nation, it is a good bet that America will experience major problems in 2024. But you've been doing what you can to stock up on things, right? Make connections in your community and in general, do what you can to help yourself, right? You've been doing that as little as you can, as much as you can. Investigative journalist Leo Homan has a number of well-written, thought-provoking articles that provide insight into 2024. He's no prophet either, and he never claims to be. He denies it. But his insight is worth noting. One article, Assessing 2023 and a Few Predictions for 2024, offers a serious look at what might become part of this new year and worth the read. And I've got links to these in the transcripts. His most recent article, When the Deep State Speaks, We Should Listen, offers his view on something reporter Catherine Herridge recently stated, quote from Leo Homan. She says the U.S. will have a nationally secure, national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict, pointing to ongoing wars and U.S. division as factors creating fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran to take advantage of, unquote. So essentially, Leo refers to Herridge as a deep state mouthpiece. I mean, after all, she did work 20 plus years as chief intelligence correspondent for Fox News until 2019. So according to Herridge, the United States will have a high impact national security event. 
The globalists have been warning us of cyber attacks to come that may affect the, the electric grid throughout the USA. They're, they're busy telling us that this is what's going to happen. It's, it's bound to happen, they're saying. Well, if this does happen, and why wouldn't it happen, then most of us will be off-grid to some extent, at least for a while. And it would appear that this would place everyone in the position of being dependent on those who control the grid. The grid, what do they hope to gain from such an event? Well, gee, could we expect an attack on our critical structure caused by a cyber attack? That's what the movie Leave the World Behind kind of intimates. And that's also produced by the Obamas, by the way. Now, of course, it could just be a movie, right? Interestingly, as Joseph Mercola points out, the movie slips in a point specifically addressing conspiracy theories that espouse the idea that powerful people run this planet. Here's a quote. A conspiracy theory about a shadow group of people running the world is far too lazy of an explanation, especially when the truth is far scarier. No one is in control. No one is pulling the strings. What an, when an event like this happens, the best even the most powerful people can hope for is a heads up, unquote. That's from the movie. Well, it'd be a bit ridiculous for us to believe that line with so much evidence from Klaus Schwab alone that supports the idea that he and his crew, who have gotten their fingers into governments throughout the world and pretty much own the banks, are not in control. How can we believe that, that they're not in control? Everything that's coming out of Davos, Switzerland is telling us what will happen. Maybe it's best to at least get some things in order in potential preparation for what might be planned. Maybe. There's also talk of huge problems upcoming with water as well. And again, let's go back to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Not sure exactly how that might play out, but we can rest assured it would be severe. So here's the WEF again, currently talking about it. I've got a link in the transcript and warning that there will be water problems in the future. How do they know this? Everything is going bad, apparently. Everything is on the brink to hear, to destruction from controllbalists. Everything is on the brink. And to hear the, uh, I don't know, the globalists tell it, everything's going bad. It's over. We better do something. It's, all too, it's almost too late. Now, again, I've come to the conclusion that a number of the 21 judgments in Revelation chapter 6 through 18 are the result of humanity messing with God's creation. This world will get what it plays for. And I think we can be sure of that. Between Bill Gates' drive to release modified mosquitoes, the mod mRNA shots being continually pushed and advanced and increased, the fact that farmers apparently need to be eliminated and other things as well, it seems clear that some people believe that they're God. However, they truly have no real understanding of the damage that they are causing with these ridiculous experiments, all in order to gain control over the global society and eliminate as many people as possible in the process. Certainly our freedoms. Now, I doubt seriously controllists like Schwab uh, will opt out for another major fear campaign. They're not going to go, hey, let's do another virus. Let's do that one. Though it could be part of what they have planned. Too many people are waking up to problems associated with the mod and RNA jab, which is essentially creating VADES, vaccine-induced system 
failure in people, just like AIDS. Even those in the military are now coming together to seek the court-martial of the higher-ups who forced enlisted men and women to be experimented on with the mod RNA jab, many of whom took it and are suffering, but the military turns a deaf ear. Insurance companies are not paying out because they say, well, it's an experimental shot. It falls outside of the purview of the insurance company because it was not a fully accepted, protected medical procedure. So another standalone pandemic may not be in the offing, but a major electric grid problem, water woes, or both? Now that could work, but if not, there's always the continuing push toward World War III. Any of these things will cause fear and pandemonium throughout society, not to mention tremendous casualties. People have become so dependent on cell phones, electricity, and other modern conveniences that they have no idea how to survive without those things. What would you do? I cannot imagine that 2024 will be easy. This November, we've got a presidential election, maybe, and it seems clear enough that the powers that be cannot allow Trump to be part of that process. Whether or not their efforts backfire remains to be seen, but certainly trying every fascist move they can try is what they're doing. And I don't even know if I would vote for Trump, frankly. I'm so disappointed in the entire system because he pushed the warp speed jab and his ability to choose those within his own administration wisely is very poor. But the powers that be are building this to a crescendo to cause us to think that they are scared of Trump and can't ever have him in office again. The truth appears to be that they're not scared at all, but merely playing a game to make us think they're scared. If Trump is such a monkey wrench in their goals, they could easily deal with the problem. And while that might cause some civil unrest, I doubt that it would be beyond their control. In the meantime, they must act as though they're weak and cannot control or contain Trump. Hence the charges of, he hasn't even been charged with insurrection, but they're removing him off ballots because of that. No one has been charged from January 6th with insurrection. No one. They'll use Trump as the excuse for a major cyber attack on the grid or whatever it is they're planning for this fall to avoid having elections, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. I wouldn't put anything past them. The ultimate goal is to install digital currencies and much surveillance. Why? To control us, just like they control every person in China. I'm sick of it, but I'm also determined not to play their game. Instead, I will remain awake. I will deal with what's going on in my life and our kids and our grandkids and not get too concerned about the things that I cannot control. I will then also focus on the Lord and what he is accomplishing, which generally brings me back to passages like this. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Psalm 37, 1 to 5. That was the New King James Version. The evildoers can do what they want to do, and they are. We should not take the time to worry about their schemes, nor should we wind up envying them either. They face eternal hell unless they repent, and their entire lives amount to nothing but withering, like every green herb eventually withers and dies. 
The Christian's job is to trust the Lord and continue to do good, which is his will. We also have the promise that if he, if we learn to sit down on the inside through trusting him for his provision, we will feed on his faithfulness. He will give us the desires of our heart as those desires become in line with his will. Daily, we should commit our way to the Lord to continue to exercise trust in him and his provision, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, this doesn't mean we do nothing. We should look at things logically and determine, for instance, do we have enough food that'll get us through the next several weeks if the grid goes down? Simply take stock of your life and see what, if any, holes there might be to fill. But also, take time to enjoy the things in life you can enjoy. Family, friends, walks in nature, good food, etc. Essentially, don't stop living by worrying. Continue reading his word daily. Read early church fathers to learn how they dealt with the pressures of being a Christian during terrible times in the first century and in the second century. Don't put your faith in any specific human being to save the USA. Support what God is ultimately going to accomplish in Israel. Finally, let's all be Great Commission Christians because time is drawing short. Thanks so much for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical conservative perspective. 